Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl DJ Shardangerous. And it's your boy DJ Big Bopper here. How's it going? Hey, happy Wednesday after Thanksgiving. Oh, Bop, we got to talk about Thanksgiving. So, okay, how was your week? <laughs> um, it was great. I got to see my mom. I got to hang out with my family for a long time. I brought home about 12 pounds of food, so I'm pretty yeah, much sure. fed until I go home for Christmas. So, Absolutely. Yeah, no, it was pretty dang awesome. Uh, I went shopping with my mom. I got... Went to Marshall's, got like everything done in one place because they have everything. And um, yeah, like that was pretty much it. I just hung out with my parents a little bit. We went to bingo. I lost. My parents won a lot. I was like, cool. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I need it, but all right. Yeah, right. I need the money more than you guys, but okay, thanks. Cool. (laughs) Thank you. So what about yourself? Uh, Mine was good. I... Um, I've only been home, like, that was the third time I've been home this semester, so uh, it was good to be able to go home. Yeah. We were, like, we always do this thing at dinner where we sit down, and uh, while we're eating, we go around the table and say what we're thankful for, and of course I, you know, got a little teary-eyed, because, you know, um, I told him, you know, I'm thankful for my family, I'm thankful that I, you know, got to come home, I haven't got to come home a lot, so I'm thankful I got to come home and see you guys, I'm thankful that I get to walk across that stage in May, I'm just thankful for so many things thankful for um, my co-host th- yeah i'm thankful for my co-host right here <laughs> and so um but it was a good experience it was a lot of fun i had some good fun at home um had some 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 crazy adventures but yeah. uh it was it was a good time and I'm, yeah. I'm glad i got to go home but i'm i'm glad to be back my dad said uh, we were going to go to Top Golf because i've never been to Top Golf. Really? always wanted to go to Top Golf. me and my roommates go sometimes you'll have to go with us <sighs> Well, thanks for the invite. You've got to know. <laughs> but I've always wanted to go talk off. And said my dad said, "Yeah, we're going to talk off." Forgot my clubs. <laughs> I left. I got. I got to Waco, and I was like, "I know I am missing something. I have that feeling." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh God, I forgot my clubs." I was like, "Well, it's way too late to go back now." Honestly, and, my, and that's all my dad needed to hear. He's like, "Oh, guess we can't go." I was like, "Well, crap." You can I'm, use their clubs. I know, but he's he he's a pro. He doesn't want. Nah, he didn't want to. He didn't want to go in the first place. He only went because I, he was only going to go because I wanted to go. And when I forgot my clubs, he's like, "Whoop, he's like, too late." Whoop, just kidding. That sucks. <laughs> well, Bob, um, it is a new day. It is a new week, and you know what that means. It's time for your song of the week. That is so, right. What is your song of the week this week, Bob? All right, so it's going to be a very. I mean, Obscure Man, nobody's ever heard of him. I'm just kidding. Uh, they did the soundtrack to Tron Legacy, personally one of my favorite films, like sci-fi films. I love Tron. And I like, uh, I like all the updated graphics and visuals they did it for it. And then they, since they wrote the entire soundtrack, they just made it this, uh, it just really makes the movie because it just puts you in that place like that you could see it. So we're going to yeah. go ahead and we're going to take a little bit of a listen to it.
I um I haven't seen Tron Legacy, but I saw the first remake of the new Tron. That, is it Legacy? Yeah, that's so, Tron Legacy. So, because there's another one out too, right? Well, there's Tron, and that's like from the 80s. Yeah. And that's the original. That's where uh, Flynn goes in, and um, he gets kind of trapped there, and he has to escape with Tron. He was, uh, his uh, Tron is his best friend's and uh, his avatar inside of... Um, Inside of the what they call the system, because they go into computers. Yeah. So uh, that's the first one is the original Tron. He uh, remakes it, and in this one, it follows his son, hence the legacy part. So oh, this one is okay. his father when he was little, like it disappears. And yes, okay, then yeah, I, I did see this one. Yeah. So yeah. I mean. Do not go back. Do not go from this one to the old Tron. It's uh, you can only go it's from confusing. the old Tron to this one. <laughs> no, it's just like the graphics and everything. You're just like, yeah, because you got to remember it's in the '80s. So it's I yeah. mean, for the time that it was came out, top of the line, like amazing. Yeah, but like exactly. now it's and like, now it's, like uh, <laughs> it's all that. Do, I was like, man, I love Tron, so I went back and I watched it. I was like, ooh, that's a lot of nostalgia talking because it was hard for me to make it through it because I was like, man, I. I the concept's good. It's just like, dang, yeah. it's kind of hard when you when you're blessed to have like Avatar and <laughs> all these other like crazy yeah. CGI ones, like all these Transformer movies, and you go to like uh, the old Tron, you're like, mm, or old uh, the last Starfighter movies like that. <laughs> well, I I watched. Um, not that horror movies are they're not on the same levels like mm. sci-fi movies and stuff like it with CGI mm. but you yeah, know I mean, but they've greatly yeah. improved so i watched um friday the 13th the 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 OG the original mm-hmm. friday the 13th right um and then watched uh halloween no it was halloween that i watched okay. i guess no, I watched Friday the 13th, this is the one I'm talking about, because I watched Halloween, and then I watched the new one. Um, but I watched Friday the 13th, okay. and, like, I mean, I know they were probably good for the time, but, like, oh, yeah, yeah. so bad. Like, when she gets stabbed in the neck, like, you can tell that that was, like, a mold that has that's, like, full of red liquid that when you stab Plus it, it's kind of, Plus, you can kind of like, tell, like, their acting is kind of... <laughs> yeah, not the greatest. Well, you're talking but, about, like, a horror film. Well, I guess it's kind of sci-fi, but The Thing, like, the, the old The Thing yeah. was, like, the new The Thing, dude. I haven't seen it yet. It is terrifying. Awesome. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. It's good. It's just, like... See, I love sci-fi movies, too. I walked into the living room last night, and uh, Kristen was watching... Uh, would you rather? And I was like, oh, have you seen it before? And she was like, nobody read the plot, so I know what happens because she always reads the plot. She knows the plot twist and the spoilers or whatever. So does she, uh, but, so I'm guessing she doesn't watch M. Night Shyamalan movies? No, I mean. Because that kind of like ruins the entire thing if you already yeah, know. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, hey, I had to tell you that they were dead. <laughs> but honestly, I want to go watch it again because that's a movie that's like, I don't, honestly, the acting's not really that bad. Like, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty timeless. I think they're going to remake it in a couple of years, but whatever. Of course. Yeah, they're remaking everything. Yeah. But anyways, I got a song of the week, too. Is and that okay? that be? No, it's not, actually. It's I'm not? Sorry. You sure? So, um, it's by the band All Time Low. That's why it's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, look here. Okay. So, All Time Low has been around for so long. Like, this was, like, All Time Low was, like, grungy stuff that you listen to in, like, middle school. Like, no, like... Dear Maria, count me in. Like, Katie knows what I mean. 
And so I guess our I guess our little edgy scenes were just a little bit different. I wouldn't. <laughs> we were different ages too. Well, I'm just saying. Anyway. Honestly, I came out here to have a good time. And it feels so <laughs> attacked right, right now. now. Honestly, but anyways, uh, All Time Low was like, well, they were like a really, like like a heavy rock band. And they still kind of are, but they were like grungier music back then. Okay, yeah. But now, oh. like, they're showing up on the rock charts. And just take a listen. Like it's still like heavier. I don't, it seems it's, uh, fairly poppy to me. Exactly. But definitely from like their old um, format, like you were saying. Yeah. Well, it's like more rockier now. I don't. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. My song more of the week rockier. next week. I already know what it's going to be because I wanted to have two this week, but I couldn't. But basically, like every week when I'm looking on the rock charts, like to of music to like send out to put in the station, rock used to be so hard because it's like. What qualifies as rock? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Like, what is rock? Like, well, where is that line of rock and pop? Technically, rock encompasses just about every genre in America, other than like EDM and stuff. Like rock, because rock technically covers some hip hop, R and B, definitely blues, like jazz. All well, that. that's what I'm saying. But it's like we're a like a classic rock. We do alternative. We do popular rock. So it's like. Yeah. Hard to, like, find that line, but, like, and I think in Lance's head, like, where he goes, like, okay, this is rock enough for us is, like, if they have a band. Like, we play the 1975, and that's more, like, indie alternative, but, like, they actually do have a band, and they're playing instruments, so it is rock-ish, you know? It's more rock than some other stuff, than some other vibey stuff that this song might sound a little rock, but... You know, it, yeah. it's just a it's just a hard line to get to. Yeah. But this song, like, actually is pretty rock. And I was like, and, and it's not like all time low isn't rock, but you know what I mean. Like, it's just mm-hmm. like they matured up a little bit, like their sound grew up a little bit. Yeah. And I, I like it a lot. So, um, which I know we got another uh, Coldplay. Looks like they're going to be having something come out soon in 2019. They said it's going to be a lot different. So. We got a lot of new like bands that have been around coming back and like trying to reinvent their like style to hit the new demographic. So yeah, and I just hope that with that they um, decide to kind of keep their you know old demographic in there too. Yeah. By the way, that song was called "Birthday." I don't think I threw that out there, <laughs> but um, so what do we got, Bob? All right, so we got a little bit uh, about a little bit more on that Takashi case. Uh, mm-hmm. We got a little bit about Earl Sweatshirt, and if you haven't heard about him, you're probably too young. So Yeah, you're too <laughs> young for me, bro. Then <laughs> <laughs> we got a little bit on the Scottish comedian Kevin Bridge beating out Ed Sheeran on Ticket Year Ticket of the Year by Ticketmaster. Oh, wow. And we got a little bit of Miley Cyrus. It looks like she might be coming back on the scene. And then we also have a little bit of on our business side, we got something called Mixcloud. It's an audio streaming platform that we're going to talk a little bit about. Okay. So. What about yourself? What do we have? Well, you know, of course, I got my sports news. Um, I got UT and A and M games um, might become a law. The LSU A and M. Oh, <laughs> that no, that game was crazy. I'm not even an A and M fan, and I was like, whoa. 
Um, Mac Brown is back at UNC, okay. which the thing that got me about that was that he's back there. I didn't know he was there to begin with, but it's just because I'm he, a like, young started kid. out there. Yeah, that was one of the first couple of coaching jobs he had. And then um, I just want to make fun of Blake Bortles because, <laughs> I mean, I can't say anything. I'm not an NFL quarterback, but come on, dude. So, and then I do have a little bit about uh, Miguel. Okay. So, uh, let's get into it. All right, right before we get into it, I, we, I know we were talking about, like, the classifications of music and classic mm-hmm. rock. I just have one comment that I think is kind of funny. Because back, <laughs> back in my day, right? Back when I was a young child. <laughs> but uh, Metallica got played on 94.5, which is that alternative rock, more grungy style, like, um, had Nirvana and yeah. uh, Smashing Pumpkins and stuff like that. And then, of course, I had 106.9, which was the Eagle that I listened to, and that has my classic rock. Well, now, technically, Metallica is classified as classic rock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I think that's hilarious. I'll be I'll be rolling in, uh, and it goes... Rolling, rolling, rolling. Not Limp Bizkit. It's not there yet. <laughs> you still got 20 <laughs> years. But... Um, I was uh, rolling into my hometown, and I had one six nine on, and I think we went from like a David Bowie song, and we just went straight into um, a Master of Puppets, and I was like, "You're like, man, uh, I'm that old." What? And then I was like, "Oh yeah, it's been like eighteen years since since it was probably they've been they've been around since like the seventies, eighties. Like they yeah, are, they're classic, classic rock. rock. Yeah, that's why it's like." Gosh, I I think the rock genre is so cool because, number one, it does encompass so many things. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, for like, so like for pop, yeah. there's no classic pop. It's all like 90s pop or like 2000s yeah. pop. Like cla- rock, classic rock is like and cl- one of the only ones that's it's like classic, classic rock, this. Like you can just tell because like the entire, like for four decades has that similar kind of like tempo yeah similar kind tempo of sound like and feel not too and hard sound. not too crazy not too heavy and they and of course like the one thing that you had to have to be a good rock group back in like the 70s and 80s is you had to have one good slow song yeah. oh because you had to be played at the dances yeah there you go that's yeah. exactly right so you just i was thinking of aerosmith crazy just being played at a dance <laughs> But you don't, you just like don't see that in a lot of these rock. They either are all like crazy poppy, like fast, or they're all more slow, laid back or slow. There's not like a good mix, I feel like. But yeah, it I seems we're seeing a lot of like we we're saying a lot of these bands are reinventing themselves, like re kind of re- going back to the drawing board. So it's really interesting to see them because you rem- remember them on so many different kind of yeah. like one level. And now it's like, hmm. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Like, when I saw this song, like, that it was, like, up on the charts, like, to send out, I was, like, all-time low. I was, like, I haven't that, heard them I was since like, I was in my angsty teen years. No, but really. Because, <laughs> like, no, like, I'm thinking about my, like, quote-unquote angsty teen years. And, like, they've had some other stuff come out since then, but, like... Nothing that's done caught, super, yeah. super or well. Caught your ear. Yeah. Like, hmm. And you're just like, I remember listening to this and like hating everyone when you're like in middle school. And now I'm like, oh, okay. I can grow up with this song. But anyways. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and roll into it. We got a little bit on Takashi 69 As you know, he had been uh, 
brought in for protection, quote unquote, by the feds, then was arrested when he got into custody. He was uh, given no bail. So he's kind of going into his trial. He has decided to plead not guilty. So he's going to be end up fighting the charges, which uh, for the federal, you know, it's pretty rough. And I don't know if that's the smartest move to do. Like, like we had been talking, like the feds, if they are going to try to do something, they have something against you, they're not going to really want to waste their money. So they're probably like going to win. Yeah. But they also said that they had uh, somebody in his crew um, that flipped and was going to uh, talk against him. And it probably it has enough to put him away from not life. That's according to the FBI. Oh. So, let's talk about it. Uh, we got Takashi 69 and said pros- prosecutor, uh, sorry, prosecutors allege that he along with five other men named in the indictment are part of or associated with a violent New York City gang called Nine Trey Gangsta Bloods. Treyway! The, uh... <laughs> The charges, which were unsealed on Monday in the U.S. District Court of the Southern District of New York, included six counts against the 22-year-old Takashi, whose birth name is Daniel Hernandez, and who's mm-hmm. also known as 6ix9ine or Takashi 6ix9ine. So, in the midst of all of this, um, there was a little bit of a leak of his new album on YouTube. Yeah. So they ended up, um, and this was yesterday, they ended up dropping the album and streaming online because they're just like, well, if they're going to listen to it, might as well make money off of it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that dropped this uh, Tuesday. So yesterday they ended up releasing um, Dummy Boy. So Have you listened to it yet? Uh, I have not yet. Uh, Lance says it's really good. Uh, I know it has two tracks with Kanye West and then I think one or two with Nicki Minaj. Um, I haven't even seen the track list, list yet, really, because it just dropped yesterday. I was so busy. Um, but I will probably, I'm probably going to do it either Friday or Saturday is when I'm going to sit down and probably listen to music after I get all my homework and stuff done. So, uh, it's, I don't know, like, he's trying to fight it, and I just, I think he should have taken the plea because there's one, one of his charges is a three, three year, like three to 25, so, yeah. I mean, if he could have taken a plea deal to do, like, three years, five years, I would have taken it. Yeah. Because I think that he, well, like we talked about last week, he's he's one of the, he's a young kid, and um, I kind of think that he feels like he's a little bit invincible. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like he's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to fight it and I'm going to win. And, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens with that. Um, we'll see how that plays out for him. Well, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see how this plays out. <laughs> Well, he had uh, said that one of the things they have to do is that that Treyway is to um, prove that it's not association with a gang. It's just kind of like made up because it he did make it up. But they they think it's part of the um, nine Trey gang. So and see, I kind of think he might get away with it because it is he did make it up Mm -hmm. and he does like he doesn't ever like ever like officially claim things you know but like but i do believe he's still technically he is still guilty by association because he's associating with all these individuals you know yeah so that's why i'm like 
Mm. I was like, you can't rap about saying you're killing people and all and this stuff. And a part stuff. of this gang. And then, and then be like, hmm. <laughs> when, when they're like, oh, so you kill people and you're part of a gang? And you're like, ooh. You know, you kind of you can't be talking about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we'll see how this yeah. plays out for him. We'll keep Hopefully, you I mean, guys updated on 6 9 I mean, it really sucks because I know he had a, just like I said, we just had that um, album which wasn't supposed to release then, but. I mean, he might as well make a little money to put on his books. Mm-hmm. True. So we'll see <laughs> if, well, maybe he can write new material. Maybe he has a change of. Uh, maybe he grows up too and has a change of outlet. He starts putting out some rock or some country music. <laughs> or, or, you know, see. I don't know. We'll see. I'm curious to see how it's going to affect it, the music and see if it's going to change it in any way. Me too. So we're going to go on to Earl Sweatshirt. So Earl Sweatshirt is calling himself a surviving child star in a pre- press release announcing his new album, Some Rap Songs, and it's going to be coming out November 30th. So I, I wonder what's going to be on that album. Do you, do you th- have any idea? I'm excited for this. Um I like Earl Sweatshirt. I used to, this is something that I also like used to listen to um, when I was, I don't know, I don't want to say like an angsty kid or whatever, but like I was kind of an angsty teenager or whatever. Yeah. I remember like early high school, like listening to Earl Sweatshirt and, and Odd Future or listening to Earl Sweatshirt, Tyler Creator and Odd Future. Odd Future. Wolf Kill them all. But anyways... Uh. So, I'm kind of excited. I'm excited that he's coming out with new music, and I, 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 I like the name of the album because it's so vague. Some rap songs. Yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming that we're gonna have some country on it, a little bit of classic rock, maybe some jazz. I think he'll throw in some light jazz. We're gonna have Americana for sure. I think there's gonna be a country song featuring Willie Nelson. I would, I would die. I mean, that's what's gonna happen. I'd so. be about it. Like, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna lie. I would <laughs> I'm be about, about it. that. That would be enjoyable to you. So we got some rap songs to be coming out November 30th, and like you were saying, like that angsty ish. I was like, yeah, I definitely can relate to that. It's definitely Earl Sweatshirt, Tyler the Creator, Wolfgang, Odd Future. So definitely understand that. <laughs> but he said it's not typ- a label typically applied. Um, he says at 24, uh, he's not only outpaced rap's average lifespan, he keeps pushing himself forward something increasingly rare evolution he says on the mint or um his second single this year after dropping nowhere to go earlier the month you could hear the maturity in his voice in first and foremost but the depth is also revealed in his intention he goes my childhood and the beginning of stages of my adulthood have all been in the public light and he said i can grow as much as i want by myself but i'm a public figure so in order for my growth to be complete the work has to reflect it Okay. So the uh, he has a 15 track album comes out near the end of this uh, year. And his father, his father is a South African poet, and uh, he died in last January, and just one month before the before he was due to reunite with his son. So Aww. he uh, he's got a lot of pain. So there. he's got a lot of pain. He's got a, he needs to voice that emotions and that closure into his work. So I'm really I'm really interested to see how he's gonna. I know he's going to have at least one on there tribute to his father or something, Absolutely. and I'm just uh, I'm just interested if he takes some of his dad's 
poetry or some of his... I could see that. I could see having, like, turning one of his dad's poems into a song. I think that'd be a really Or at nice least, tribute. like, you know, taking, like, a hook for a hook or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be a really special tribute and um, highly appreciated by his dad, too. And it's just... Yeah, no, I, I, I'm actually really, really looking forward to this album. I did not know about, like... It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Like I said, that's coming out November thirtieth. So we got it. What? Uh, Friday. Two two more days. Yeah, two more days until that comes out. So looking forward to that. Yeah, I'll listen to that one, and uh, we'll we're, both listen to that and kind of get back with you guys. All right, and then we're gonna go into the uh, Scottish comedian Kevin Bridges and Ed Sheeran. All right, so the Scottish comedian Kevin Bridges, he was voted the Ticket of the Year by Ticketmaster fans in the UK, maneuvering in the top spot above Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift, who had landed at number three and four respectively for their Wembley Stadium dates. Uh, Bridges earned the title of Ticket of the Year for his SSE Hydro show in Glasgow, Scotland, and his sold-out brand-new tour. So rounding out the top five shows, the Ticket of the Year were Hamilton at Victoria Palace Theatre in number two, and Ed Sheeran again at number five for his stop at Hampton Park National Stadium. So I think that's kind of interesting that um, out of all of these shows, definitely I know we had a lot of tours in the UK, I know, this past year. And a uh, comedian ended up winning over everybody else. I think that's that's... I think that's the, I don't know, I don't want to say funniest part. That's the most interesting part. Uh, all I got to say is, like, I, I need a, I need to find this show, and I obviously I need to um, watch it. If he was able to beat out T-Swizzle, Ed Sheeran, Pink, yeah, there, there's way, that's, okay, you know, the only yeah. issue is I have is I don't know if I'm going to be able to understand him. Scottish. No, see, the thing I love is like, I so I I love comedy. Oh yeah. I I think I'm decently funny, but I love watching. Um, I love watching uh, like stand up specials. I love watching stand up specials. Oh yeah. And um or like like people's little sets at the Laugh Factory. Like I love watching that. Mm-hmm. And like some of my favorite comedians have been like. People who are not American and people who have accents. Yeah. Because I do understand it and I think it's funny. Have you watched any of Trevor Noah? I love Trevor Noah. See, I... Uh, no, I love... He just he just actually had a Netflix special come out. Yeah, I was... Gosh, I was about to get there. Were you? I was like, while I'm, I'm not like totally like some of like his politics and everything aside, like some of those I don't really agree with and I don't like really watching them, but I like to watch the in-betweens the scenes when he's like talking and he just says these stories. He is hilarious. He has so many stories in because he's from South Africa and he also yeah. has like a nice, uh, um, he, uh, he has a really funny accent that he can just pull in out. He, well, uh, he has a South African accent. Yeah. And but al- he's also really good at like doing American and stuff like but that. But he also uh, can speak that, uh, I don't want to butcher it, Zongin, Zonga, where they had like the clicks in there yeah. in their speech and he, in that Netflix spe- special he's talking and I'm just like, yeah, he's, he's so talented. He is genuinely entertaining because oh, yeah. he comes from, he, he knows exactly where he's from and he doesn't let yeah. it change him. And he is hilarious. And uh, sorry, just. No, you're I good. just want to yeah. make sure. Yeah, no, if you hadn't seen him, definitely check him out. No, because, check him woo. out. One of my favorite comedians right now is, well, I like Catherine Ryan. She's funny. She's from Canada. Yeah. So no accent or anything there. But I just think she's funny. And then Fern Brady. I think she's. 
she's either Scottish or Irish, and she's so. <laughs> I think part of like her accent, I think it adds to it. But I think she's so funny. She's a little crude, but it's hilarious. And like, I'll literally watch like five, six minute clips. See, I like just like a like a set. I, like, I think it's hilarious. I like to go from from the left to the right, or right to the left, vice versa, either way. So I like I'll go from like Trevor Noah to Bill Burr to like uh, Seth Rogen, and <laughs> it's just like, oh man. Speaking of Seth Rogen, I wanted to to tie this into the show, and this is how we're gonna do Boom, it. Oh, there you go. The Lion King. Mm. Well, Have I was you gonna, seen the new I was in the cast. That, all I care about in this new Lion King is the fact that. We have the same Mufasa. Yes. James Earl Jr. You cannot James replace his. so excited. He's, oh, man. He is the uh, most amazing voice. He is Conan's father. He is Luke's father. Like, he's an amazing actor. He's a great voice actor. Uh, I'm excited. Ugh. Well, okay. So, yeah, I'm excited that he's. Because, I mean, not. I don't want to say it, you but you know what I mean. It. He's older. So anyways, I'm so glad that he's going to be the one to play Mufasa again. And then also, I think that the cast is just funny. I think it's going to be hilarious. Simba is played by Donald Glover. Who's that? Hey, do you know, um, um, what's his name? I don't remember. Uh, I, I know Childish Gambino. Yeah, they look just alike. See, I was thinking that they were twins. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rafiki is played by John Connie. Seth Rogen is Pumbaa. Oh, and Billy God. Eichner is Timon. So he like does like Billy on the street and stuff. He's so funny, and he's Timon. So they're Timon and Pumbaa. Scar is played by Chuito Ajofor. Uh Key is Kamari, and then Beyonce is Nala. Like, oh. like, hey, we were just talking about having some of our stars not hadn't been in movies lately, and then look at Yonce. Woo. Exactly. Oh, and I love this. You know, you remember Zazu, right? Mm-hmm. The bird, John Oliver. Oh, I think it's funny. I think he'll do a good Zazu. See, here's the thing. Have y'all you've seen like what Simba looks like, right? Yeah. And you're trying to tell me I gotta look look at that th- that that thing. Go over to its dad and try to get it to wake up and not cry. Oh, I'm gonna cry. Yeah, no, I'm gonna cry so that bad. That made him way too cute. What? A... Nah, I can't, man. But we're gonna go. Wait, back hold to... on. No, no, no. I'm just saying, hold on, because I'm reading something. <laughs> oh, they're gonna have an elephant shrew in the shrew in the movie. The little uh, mice. Yeah, the ones with the really big ears. <laughs> wow. Okay, cool. Anyways, have you seen the trailer for it? Um, no. And oh. I'm probably just going to wait because it's not for like another six months. Yeah. So I'm not going to, I don't want to get too hyped too quick, you know? I got to keep the hype train uh, from leaving the station until like right before. Then I got to let it. Eat you. <laughs> keep the hype train from leaving the station. All right. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I'm excited for that to come out though. It comes out this summer, so. Summer 2019. Have you got me a day but hey we'll take it (laughs) so back in july miley sias wiped her entire instagram account clean and made her avatar black in a move that other artists like taylor swift and the weekend have made to signal the beginning of a new era of music but the malibu singer then left her account totally in touch returning just uh yesterday morning to tease what she had been working on a collaboration with mark ronson 
Miley's short teaser centers around a disco ball shaped like a shattered heart, which spins slowly as a sweeping string plays in the background. She also tagged Ronson in the post and confirmed that the, tra- the track's release date by captioning it 11-29. See another thing coming out on Friday. So Thursday. Right? Yeah, that's Thursday. I'm Either. sorry. I'm sorry. Tomorrow. Yeah. All these dates. <laughs> Ronson, meanwhile, teased the new release over the weekend by cryptically tweeting, The heartbreak era is coming sooner than you think. He also retweeted a post that reveals his and Cyrus's new called or song titled Nothing Breaks Like a Heart. As if all that wasn't exciting enough, Monday also brought news that Cyrus and Ronson will be performing their new collab on SNL. Uh, they'll oh, wow. be musical guests on the December 15th episode joining host Matt Damon, which I love Matt Damon. And also, if you haven't seen like the promo pics, she has her hair uh, done up to make it look like she has bunny ears and then she painted her hair. So they're like she painted her hair. No, it's like okay. So they put a ton of uh, hairspray, I guess, to get it like stand up and be like straight, and then they curled it to make it look like bunny ears, like she's a Playboy bunny kind of mm-hmm. ear things. And then they painted like that hair that that are shaped in the ears. They painted it the inside pink, like to show that oh. like, ears. So I okay. thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was really cool, actually. Interesting. But we don't know much about Nothing Breaks Like a Heart yet, but back in June, Ronson called it one of his favorite songs while posting a pic of him and Cyrus. To put things into perspective, the super producer has helmed such massive pop albums as Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, Adele's 19, and Lady Gaga's Joanne. So that's a very high praise set coming from and it's been just over a year since cyrus released younger now and her presence in the pop sphere has definitely been missed it's unclear if her new song will put off a tone to release and if it signifies the birth of a new era or if it's just part of a collab project that she's uh, been working on luckily we'll find out very soon and hopefully we'll get some more answers about the creepy clown so if you hadn't been uh, keeping up with it like they their third update they put in just had this really creepy clown just walking and it's very interesting. I'm curious to how that's going to tie into the music. But I think this is kind of wild because I think it was just like last podcast, the podcast before last. We were talking about how we hadn't heard anything from Miley Cyrus in a while. Yeah. Like, I knew, like, I, I think we talked about how Malibu came out and I was fine. And Younger, uh, Younger Now, was it mm-hmm. called? That came out, but I didn't, I didn't listen to it. I don't know. I don't think, it's not that I wasn't in a Miley mood. I kind of just was like, not, I don't know. I don't think, I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not excited for any new Miley Cyrus, but I haven't been. Like, I didn't, I wasn't excited enough about the album to listen to it. But I'm, I'm excited, I guess, to see what is coming next. I think the last songs that I listened to by Miley Cyrus was like in her bad girl phase. And that was when she did the one with Borgor. And then, uh, of course, 23. That one was, uh, I think that's like, are the only ones I really, oh, there's Wrecking Ball. Forgot about. No, can't, look here. Can't forget Wrecking Ball. Miley Cyrus had an album come out in 2015 called Miley Cyrus and Her Dead Pets. Oh, man. I kind of remember hearing about that. I listened to that whole album because literally it was just like, it was a psychedelic pop rock experimental album. And me and my friends used to just like, listen to it and put it on like stupidly interesting but um because there was a song on it called pablo the blowfish oh i have heard of this yeah and she literally like 
How Could I Love Something I Never Touched. I like this. The album had like 23 songs on it. It was long. But um, I don't think any of the songs really did that good. I definitely remember talking about this. I feel yeah. like, did we talk about this on a podcast? No, I think last week we talked about, I think I mentioned Pablo the Blowfish. Yeah, that's so, so, so dang familiar. It's interesting. So, but I mean, no, I guess I'm kind of excited to see. I'm curious to see what she's going to come out with. Yeah. But I'm excited to like hear this new song. You think she's going to go more towards that, back to that pop? Or you think she's going to go back to like um, how she was with, uh, Cal- was it California Girls? Or no, not California That's Katy Perry. I, that's why I just said, oh. never mind. But she has like, Calif- she has something in California. Malibu. Ma- Maybe? Malibu. Huh. Yeah. There's a song called Malibu. Then, um, okay. <laughs> which is, it's kind of poppy, but kind of not. I don't know. Um, I, or she's going to go back towards like the cry, the climb. The climb. Era. I mentioned that song in class yesterday. Party in the USA. That's the song I was thinking of. Oh, that's that? the that's the song. Okay, but that was more like her rock pop, you know. Yeah, I guess I would consider that more pop. But yeah, I guess it was like an experimentation. In yeah, her. that's like that's the last right before she went into the. <laughs> I'm her, in the club. Her I'm meltdown. Her, put some shades on. Face. Um, speaking of Katy Perry real quick, she has a new Christmas song out. And what I like about it is that it's not a cover. It's mm. an original Christmas song. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You may have heard it because it's on Amazon. I feel like I either talked about it or I showed you or we were talking about it I or think, something. I think we were talking because about it Because it's the week. one where she's, it's like, it shows like the picture looks like one of those 70s pictures. Yeah. You know, we see she has like the turkey and the blowtorch or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, it's called Cozy Little Christmas. Well, I have Amazon Prime, so I was able to listen to it. And I like it. I like it a lot. So I have Amazon Prime, too, so I should listen to it. Yeah, get on your Amazon Music and find it. I might um, see if I can download it. I like it a lot. Uh, so Well, oh, crap, I need to get new space. All right, let me delete some. No, nah, I can't delete that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's usually how it goes. That's that's why I just love Spotify so much, because I can just keep all of my music on there. I don't ever have to get rid of it. I'm, I'm a music hoarder that way. Well, and my record player comes in today, and it's Christmas time in apartment 2111. Well, so. I got 647 songs. 640 of them were Suicide Boys, so I don't know what to do about that. Are we going to go on? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to check that out, though. I didn't know it was already out. Uh-huh. But we got that, and then, uh, of course, we got we're talking about Lil Boosie. He had the, uh, we talked about him last, but he's got that new blues album coming out for christmas as well so yeah i'm very interested yeah that was like oh wait what yeah but no, now i'm, I'm a, like i'm always you okay. know i'm always open to it like we had a uh, snoop dog go to snoop line it was okay not good not good so he came back um snoop dog has a gospel album right and um i was writing with my cousins God, i love snoop dog and uh i heard one of the songs and i was like all right this is taking me to church okay okay church, i like me it to church Different kind. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> okay. Uh, <sighs> all right. So we're going to go into a little bit of the business side. We talked about Mixcloud. It's an audio streaming platform, and the Merlin Network has signed a multi-year direct licensing agreement. It was announced uh Yesterday, on Tuesday, November 27th, and the agreement was between two companies bringing independent labels and Merlin's recording artists into the mix alongside 
with Mixcloud's recent agreements with Universal Music Group and the Warner Music Group. The agreements have come together in an effort to ensure that all underlying right holders receive royalties when their music is played as part of Mixcloud's current streaming music options as well as the upcoming subscription service. So it uh, looks like Mixcloud is one for more like the indie artists, like uh, more that don't have labels to go into. And they're like fighting to make sure they get their money and their royalties and their dues. Look, when you were talking, the whole time I just heard SoundCloud. Mixcloud. No, no, no. But it just sounds just like SoundCloud, except that what they're going to get paid. Look, yes. Okay. They're no longer going to have SoundCloud rappers. We're going to have Mixcloud artists. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, you fancy, huh? So one's for like you know our trap rap, one's for our pop rock, you know. <laughs> That's gonna be such a line now. No, nah, baby, you ain't gotta work. No, nah, I ain't no SoundCloud rapper. I'm a Mixcloud. <laughs> I get man. That. I get that direct deposit every month. I just think it's nice because this is mostly like from what I'm read about it. It's mostly just for like the independents, like smaller artists, bands that don't have labels, you know? Yeah. And they're trying to help protect them against, like, the big music groups. I'm in it. I'm I'm into it. (laughs) All right. I think that... No, I was going to say, I think it's a really good idea. I think it's about time with, you know, what we were talking about with how sound... Or not SoundCloud, Spotify Mm -hmm. might start doing this where they allow artists to just stream... um, directly you know right and 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 you know they get they get all their royalties and they get paid it's just good to see these um that they're trying to look out for the little guy you know exactly because definitely i mean music's hard to get into it's hard to get successful at it's hard to make a living Trust off me, of i know <laughs> so like, everything every little thing helps so it's really good to see something happening i'm gonna go into uh this little bit of our international music law news i guess i don't know uh, we got EDC in China, which if you don't know what EDC is, it's a Electric Daisy Carnival, and it's an EDM uh, mega festival thing. It's we have one every year. EDC, I believe, is in Vegas or Nevada. I know, and it's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's literally it is, like in the desert. I think it is in Nevada. Cause mm-hmm. it is, it's in Nevada because it's like in the desert, and, and the people go and out. It's huge. And it's like, it is yeah. huge. And they have a, they have the, some of the best artists. I know they always have a impressive lineup. So, yeah. uh, well, China warns DJs against bad language at the risk of detainment. So, as we know, uh, China is still a communistic country. So, a lot of things are censored. A lot of things they can or cannot do there. So, um, I, I don't want to say like. Bad language is kind of like a part of music, but it is part of the culture of music. I see. I get that, but I also disagree, and I think we need to kind of move to away from that because I don't think. Okay, but you also must understand, like China's bad language, like what there is encompasses a lot more than cuss words. No, I know, and I, but I kind of, but I really think like we kind of need to stop. I don't know. Well, I, music is about expression. That's and what I understand I'm saying. It's that. It's about and I like emotions that. and feelings. But I think that, like, okay, I and I get that. But I think that sometimes it goes a little too far. And I'm not going to say specifically rap music because rock oh, music yeah. does it too. Oh, yeah. But I think specifically some songs are just too. You don't have to always rap about 
F that B word in the blank and do this and that and that. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be that graphic per se. Um, So I don't know. I'm not going to take China's side at all, but I see where they're coming from. I mean, I see where they're coming from, I guess. I mean, yes and no, because like I I just like, like you said, it is an expression like, yeah. Like, uh, definitely a lot of artists, like, you think of, uh, that you listen to when you're angsty, grungy music. Like, it's, there, it's a lot of pain in there, what they're trying to express, a lot of their emotions and pain. And that's, sometimes that's just, that's what it takes to, like, kind of express that, you know? Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, but I, at the But same I definitely time. understand, like, I'm not saying, like, just. Drop the F-ball. F ball, F F F F F, like you know. Well, for that, I think sometimes also the context, like the context context of some songs is like unnecessary. I agree. So I don't know. I don't. I'm not going to say I agree with them, but I see. Agree. I see like where I, they're going. I can understand I to an extent, and, but like detainment. Yeah. Because they're not allowed, you're just not allowed to express like your feelings or emotions in China. You're not allowed to express your political opinions. You're not allowed to express religion. Yeah, not, yeah, true. It's the Communist Party only. Uh, There's like a list that I was reading through. It was like, of course, you can't say anything like negative or condescending about like communism or anything. Of course, obviously, nothing against China, nothing like different things, nothing into a political, nothing about religion. It's just, there's just lists. And it's just like, you know, some like some people like that's what they do. Like some people are deeply religious, and yeah. they put that into their music. Like, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I, I can understand the censorship, but I do not agree with it since it's since it's by the government to keep their communistic agenda. I feel like I get what you're saying. Like if it if it was like truly like if they if it's like hey guys like no cursing, got it. I understand. But when they put so many different things, it's almost like they can't say anything. Luckily, EDM has almost zero to no lyrics, so yeah. they don't got to worry about that. <laughs> but I just, I don't know, I just think that's kind of wild. We're going to go into uh, my last news music story. It's going to kind of tie in with a little bit else that we talk about. We got the four biggest gainers on the U.S. pop radio today. We have number one is High Hopes, and that has 183 million plays that's got, uh, panic of the disco mm-hmm. we have uh thank you next ariana grande and that's around 176 million okay and high hopes came out months before thank you next so it's gonna surpass it number one oh, yeah. number two the music video for the or for thank you next we don't know when it's coming out but there's a teaser trailer coming out and we already know that it encompasses mean girls uh legally blonde and bring it on that's what we know from the interactions on twitter that she's uh, Gabrielle Union has interacted with Ariana Grande on Twitter about this. Uh, so did Reese Witherspoon. Um, the teaser trailer is about it's like forty six, forty seven seconds, and basically it's um, instead of like that part in Mean Girls where they're all like sharing like secrets and stories about uh, Regina, mm-hmm. it's about Ariana Grande. And so, so Ariana Grande is Regina George? Yes, Confirmed? pretty much. So he, the guy who played Aaron, Aaron Samuels back then, yeah. he's in it now, right? Oh. And he goes, Ariana Grande told me that my hair looks sexy pushed back. Hey, so this kind of sounds a little bit like what Drake did, bringing the entire Glee cast. Yeah, uh, 
Uh, Degrassi, yeah. Or that's what I meant. Yeah. I don't know why I said Glee. Yeah, exactly, but it's going to be... Watched 21 Jump Street. <laughs> it's going to be pure nostalgia, and I'm so ready for it. Um, gosh. And we don't know when it's going to coming out. Literally, at the end of the trailer, it just says coming soon. So, you don't know, but... Uh, coming soon comes out two years. <laughs> Honestly, though. Time is relative. <laughs> um, it, could be, it could be out right now. It's true. Honestly, I'm just like... Checking my YouTube, checking my YouTube, checking my YouTube, because I cannot, I know, I'm going to watch this at least four times, but I'm so excited for it. I think, you know, I hate to- I'm a dude, and I'm not that excited about it. No, I hate to say it, but I kind of do like Ariana Grande. See, and it's like, I don't know, I think her, I like her music. Yeah, I like I think she's had like her last like five songs been pretty dang decent. Yeah, right? I really like Sweetener. And that's coming like from that's coming from somebody who's not into like I just I'm not a huge pop fan. I just never I'm have just, been. I'm a you know, I'm a I'm not a pop fan. I like uh, classic rock and smashing heads and football. Smashing heads is good. <laughs> I wasn't Well, anyways, Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> no, Smashing Heads is a is a band. But I have to say um I don't know. I, I'm not huge into pop ever since. The last pop that I was big into, other than Britney Spears, was, uh, oh, I guess Lady Gaga is technically pop, yeah. Okay, you know what? Maybe I do like a little bit more pop than I think. You know what? I'm going to say it. <laughs> I think Jared likes pop music. Uh, I was going to say, I was going to say, man, I haven't really liked pop ever since like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Ever since the classics. Yeah, yeah. You know, the good, back when, back when the boys were the, the pop we're stars. We're playing games with my heart. <laughs> no. I was like, yeah, now that I actually think about it, I'm going to re, uh, I'm going to recant that statement because I actually do listen to quite a bit of pop, I guess. <laughs> and I hate the, uh, the pop music kind of gets a stigma, but honestly, like, it's a pop stands for popular music. And so it's kind of a it's a cool genre in itself mm-hmm. because it's like not you can be a pop song that's kind of rockish because yeah. it's a popular song. And then there's pop rock yeah. and then there's indie pop and, and all there's it's, 1975s. <sighs> look here. That was one of no, it was like the third concert I went to and I loved when that album came out and it was so good. It was such a good concert. Talk about an experience. But anyways, you were giving a list. Yes. So. And we're going to go to number four. It's Without Me. And it's not the good version. It's well, the one by Halsey. Halsey. Yeah. You know her real name is Ashley? I do now. So her pseudonym <laughs> is Halsey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. One of my that. friends said that uh, she, I think it was like her cousin, went to L.A. for a little bit and was like interning for something and became friends with this guy and then like. Like, they were, like, really good friends, and then they went over to his house one day and met Halsey because it was Halsey's oh, little brother. Uh, I was like, that's so cool. She was like, yeah, and I didn't even know. Yeah, this song irritates me a lot because I always, I like Without Me by Eminem. Yeah, so I, like, yeah. I'll search it, and it's no longer, like, right in my face. I have to scroll and find it. I'm like, this isn't fun. Whatever. I actually, no, I, I get that though, but I actually really like this Halsey song, so. I was like, my, it's like one of my old faithful songs. It's one of my go-tos, and I can't find it. Well, he was like trying to find his song of the week, and like, a spoiler alert, sometimes we'll hit shuffle. Like, if we don't have a specific song in our head, sometimes we'll be like, shuffle, what song's up next? And one of Bop's was uh, The Real Slim Shady, and I was like, that's my karaoke song. That, and I Love College by Asher Roth. Uh, friends in low places. Those are all my favorite. 
Uh, yeah, mine, as we've said, I actually, I do, I like to do All of College and I like Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Yeah, which one of these days I'm going to have uh, some Frank Sinatra as my, probably I'm going to wait till Christmas, you know, I'll drop, that'll be my song of the week. Speaking of, I just want to throw this out there. My record player comes in today. I ordered a crap ton of Christmas albums. I ordered, but I have uh, Bing Crosby, which okay. if you don't know, he's the OG. He's the OG Christmas man. And then Ella Fitzgerald swinging Christmas. I'm so pumped. And then She and Him. I love She and Him, which if no one knows, but that's um, Jess from New Girl, Zoe Deschanel. Oh. Yeah. She, her, uh, they're in a group, she and him, and their Christmas album is so good, too. It's kind of, um, some of it, there's, like, no uh, music. See, It's I kind had, of acapella, and I love that about it. I had no idea, because I actually just finished watching, um, finished up the last season of New Girl on Hulu. Really? So, yeah, I might have it's to It's so check. good. I love how it ends. I might have to check that out. Yeah. Hmm. It's good stuff. I like their music. But... We're going to go. It's uh, last one is, I mean, I don't have the artist for this one. It's close to me. And that has 111 million spins. I don't know. Uh, I love how you said that spins. Yeah. 11. Because, the, you know, they're on that CD with that spin. Is this by, yeah, it's by Ellie Golding and Diplo and oh, Soy yeah, I'm okay with that. I love Ellie Golding. Oh, man, I do I like haven't pop. heard this song. <laughs> I love Ellie going, oh, crap, I'm a pop fan. <laughs> I was like, I, love, I like a lot more, I, I really have to take back that statement. I like a lot more pop than I, well, I also consider her a lot uh, with the early EDM steam as well, because yeah. a lot of her music was turned into, like, lights. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I, like, didn't, I wasn't necessarily, like, an EDM fan, but that music, that song kind of got me into more EDM great music. great bridge. Into Burn? EDM. Burn? She has a song called Burn? Oh, yeah. And then I, like, it's not, like, EDM, but I'm sure there's an EDM remix oh, where yeah. it's just she is harder. The, she has a perfect voice for, like, the dubstep remixes of the time. Because back then, the dubstep was uh, was about 80, 88 beats per minute. It was around the same tempo that she did. Mm-hmm. And her voice was just perfect. And, yeah. Anyway, I digress. Ellie Golding, ladies and gentlemen, great. If you don't like EDM, you don't like electronic music, you know, try some of her early stuff. Might bring you into some. Try some of that early EDM. It's really, it's not super in your face. It's like really, it's actually like really calming, really relaxing. Yeah, it's really nice. But it's good. It's enjoyable to me. I have to get stickers. So, you know, check it out. Like, it's always, you know. Non-spawn, but, you know, Ellie Golding plug. Yeah, it's always good to, like, listen to new music, you know? So that is going to wrap it up with my music news for the day. I'm going to say to my girl, Sade, what do we have going on? Well, I've got um, four quick stories that I want to go through. And then, of course, you know, I have my fantasy news. And then we got some (laughs) Tarleton news. So we're going to try and make this as quick as possible, but we're not. Um, Miguel got married this weekend. Mm -hmm. So a lot of, like... R&B artists or hip-hop artists, like, if they're in relationships, if they're in long-term relationships, you don't necessarily know. Mm-mm. Like, unless you, like, creep their Instagrams or stuff like that, uh, you wouldn't necessarily know. Like, we know about a lot of the uh, younger ones who have, I don't want to say have flings, but, like, have, like, a two-year relationship and then break up and then be in another relationship yeah. and then break up. But Miguel and his girlfriend, Nas, they've been together for 13 years. Yeah. 
And so they got engaged in 2016, and uh, they got married on Saturday. Awesome. Wedding was beautiful. Reception was in and out. They were engaged for two years? Yeah. That would be a long time. But see, honestly, and, and a lot of people think that, but... And I don't want to. I don't want to be with someone for thirteen years before I get married. But then again, I think it's kind of a it's do you thing because yeah. they were together for so, so long, long, yeah. and it's not. I think that at that point, it's like in their minds they are married. You know? Yeah, I was about to say like at that point, like okay, they had it, that engagement for two years. It's like it truly is last chance. Like yeah. I was like. Yeah. You have no reason to back down yeah. for after two years. And not everyone wants to get married, and that's valid and okay. Yeah. Some people just want to be in a long-term relationship. They Marriage is a piece of paper. And, I mean, yeah. I know there's a lot of legal stuff yeah, behind it, Yeah, I mean, it like, too, taxes. And I a mean, lot of legal benefits and taxes and stuff. Me, personally, but, like, I feel like I'm more going to get married for the, like, for all the benefits. I so love like, you, but the benefits? Like, yeah, hey, it's like, yo, hey, girl, I'm, I'm trying to get this student loan. It says I Says I need a spouse. Like, hey, there's tax benefit. No, right? Um, you know, if we're married, we get cheaper housing, right? You know yeah, it's like, you know those loans just we can co-sign. My credit is great. Yours is bad. Like, look, we, you know, we'll make it work. <laughs> but um, Symbiotic relationship. <laughs> hate you. <laughs> hey, don't worry. You can live in your own house. You don't even have to see me, all right? Yeah, just need real. to make our appearances. I just need that uh, guest bedroom where we're good to go. <laughs> but um but yeah, they they're so excited and everyone's excited for yeah, them. Yeah, no, that's mean, awesome. Cuz it's going to be that's finally after 13 years of being together. Yeah. Finally like they're man and wife and like like I said I'm pretty sure they felt like they already were anyways. Yeah, I feel we'll buy a uh what, what is it the uh, Common law, common I think, law is, is like, like five, five years. years. Yeah, so they're like, for five years, so. they're almost three-time common law. So, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and then me and Bob are both football fans. We're uh, both, yeah, 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 yeah. accurate, yeah. <laughs> Which I, I, I need to make one thing before it becomes a thing. Apparently, LSU started walking on the field when the band was still on the field, apparently. They did. Apparently, uh, one of my how dare one they of, do that to the Aggie of, band? One of my friends from high school that's in band was freaking out about it on Facebook, and I was like, "Because it's rude." No, legitimately, like think about it. Like, no, I get it, but like as long as they don't interfere, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter because they're not on the field for all of halftime. Number one, so like if you need your practice, you can get your practice when they get off the field. They're the the band literally travels to these like in high school i don't know if they have band competitions for like college and for ncaa but if they don't the band is there they, for they the have like a marching team. band yeah is a competition marching band yeah. do they have for college though because i know yeah, they do for high school i would assume so yeah i don't know it have to be it, they don't it doesn't have to be is the thing and so band is a spirit organization and so that spirit you're giving that spirit organization their time to be on the field and cheer for their band. It was the last time you went to a football game without a band. How boring was it? There's no music. There's no witty sounds after a play. It's like I never focused it. I never focused. I was always on the field. So yeah, I was, I was like, I was on the field. I never heard any of the distractions and uh, that's going on in the stands. Okay. Well, then it I, is. You know when it's like those big. Uh, like the big time plays, they get really loud to distract their players. Like when they gotta go make that kick, they get really loud. Exactly, that's the whole. point. That's what I'm saying. It's a distraction. 
I'm yeah. not saying it is like, but like when you're playing, it is. So I don't. I don't. Anyways, <laughs> it's rude. So uh, UT and A and M that used to be the, the Texas rivalry until A and M ran away. <laughs> yeah, I remember. A and M ran away. Mm-hmm. They changed divisions. Well, no, I know. That's what I was going to say. Or they changed conference, sorry. So um, a Texas House member wants to bring back that annual game between the two flagship universities, which oh, A&M yeah, and UT are flagship universities, uh, UT and A&M. Uh, Rep. Lyle Larson, he's a San Antonio Republican who got his bachelor's from A&M. He filed the House Bill 412, which would require the two teams to play a non-conference regular season football game against one another on the 4th. Thursday, Friday, or Saturday of November each year. See, that's really smart because that's going to bring in a lot of income. No, it would bring in a lot of revenue. Also, what a great game. Yeah. Plus, I mean, we know how crazy UT fans and A&M fans are. Oh, They're going to yeah. come from all over the country. They're, no, no matter where the game is, no matter if it's home for either team, this, the stands are going to look like... No, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're going to be brown. They're going to be coming from around the country to watch. Oh, absolutely. Definitely the first one, because that is... that is uh, how, many, how many years has it been? Five years since we've had the last rematch? Like, uh, no, seven. The last one was in 2011. And so, uh, yeah. I'm old. A&M moved to the Southeastern Conference, so it hasn't come back. He says, we owe it to Texans to do... All we're able to bring back this storied rivalry. Um, it's time for the folks in Austin and College Station to get in room to get in a room and make a deal to restore the rivalry. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm for it. I'm about it. I'm, I'm definitely about it because, um, yeah, A and M left the conference and then they immediately talked crap that we were too afraid of or that not we. I'm not a. I'm not a UT. Fan. I'm. I am more of a UT fan just because I dislike A and M. There you go. So that's all it takes for me. <laughs> I want UT to win. But um, yeah, man, I'm just. Ugh, it's gonna be good. Bringing a lot of revenue. Everybody's gonna see it. I'm gonna want to see it. That's an enjoyable game. I think so too. I think every state has like they always have like K State versus uh, Kansas yeah, for, City or KSC or. Yeah, for uh, for North Carolina, for UNC, it's yeah. Duke in North Carolina, yeah. Chapel Hill. And uh, speaking of, Mac Brown is about to be the head coach at UNC now. Yeah. Mac Brown is going back to UNC. I mean, we got Florida, they got the FSU, and they got the Miami. And they're both. Yeah, Florida State, Miami. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't know that Mac Brown was ever at UNC in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last five years, he's been uh, a college football analyst for ESPN. So, so he's going back to coaching. After. He's going back right. to coaching. Um, his record is 244 and 122. So he's got twice as many wins as losses. Which is Which good. is pretty good. That's, you know, better. I mean, than, it's, yeah, I mean, on paper, it's, you'd want to be better than your, your wins over losses. Uh, we'll get to on paper later on with my next story. But um, so he, uh, he started at Appalachian State. Uh, he went to Tulane for a little bit, and then he started UNC. Um, the first two seasons were one and ten, um, and then for the next eight years, he gave winning seasons, uh, top ten national rankings in the final AP poll of nineteen ninety six and ninety seven. Man, it's just hard your first year to grab and take a new team. That it's always that's the restructuring year. That's the it's okay if you do okay bad. Second year, you better do a lot better. Exactly, and so. Um, 
he placed an he really placed an emphasis on in-state rivalries, mm-hmm. and I think that, that that's yeah. not how the UT A and M rivalry started. It started way before him, but yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, it it grew a lot because of him. He yeah. really pushed for it, and so what he would do is he would give his teams plaques at UNC. So like when they beat NC State, Duke, Wake Forest, mm-hmm. he would give them plaques, See, and oh. they went twenty-one and three against state opponents from nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety-seven. And in his final um, five seasons at UNC, he mm-hmm. went fifteen and zero. Okay. See, I know. Um, okay, so I know Heiko and uh, I know Hamilton does this, but I don't know if your high school did it because you had the Tech high school. I don't know. Do y'all have a football team? We had Belton High. We played football at Belton High. I like. I was in the Belton High band. Okay, got you, got you. Um, so, me personally, we had Magnolia, the Magnolia High School. That's mm-hmm. the one I went to. Then oh, we had, ours is Belton versus. Belton. We had. Magnolia West High School, mm. and every year it's called the Spaghetti Bowl because um, we they I guess they sell like plates of spaghetti for like it's all charitable. Mm-hmm. It's a charity thing. I I can't remember it off the top of my head because you know and I, I, I was playing. Yeah. <laughs> so, but there is a trophy, a big old trophy oh, every yeah. year, and whoever wins that gets to sit in there until the next game, and you get to engrave it, put it on there, put it on that plaque. Mm-hmm. I never had it. Ah. I was up 36 points at halftime. I never got that stupid trophy when I was there. Well. I wanted it so bad. Hopefully they'll get it soon. But um, It's okay because uh, I might have gone 2-8. and eight. We were going to state, but go to Tarleton, went undefeated, got a conference champ. I'm happy with myself. There you go. Um, well, speaking of our Tarleton Texans, they won – on Saturday, so they're heading yep. up to Minnesota. Minnesota. I'm a little worried. I am too because game. I know the climate is going to be a lot, a uh, lot colder. Um, they're around those Great Lakes, so that also gives them a little bit different um, weather patterns. And of course, getting this close to December, it's Christmas, it's going to start snowing. Uh, I know we saw a lot of our college games over this past week. There was like three of them that had like blizzards going on during the game. Yeah. So. If we if we go up there and it's snowing, it's going to be pretty bad for us. I feel like because yeah. we're not used to that. We're from, we're from Texas. We're Texas boys, baby. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be. Um, it's going to be an interesting game for sure. I'm going over to a friends. We're having a watch party, so I'm excited. Wish about they could have come but... down here because you can train for the cold, but it's the humidity that gets you. Yeah, <laughs> I hate your accent, but you're right. Um, and then our Tarleton volleyball team plays tomorrow mm-hmm. for the – they're in the Elite Eight, eight, so yeah. um, they're playing for the Final Four. Oh, man. It's so exc- I hope we win. I, I hope too. we got Ws all on this board. And then let's, let's talk about that Commerce game because I think they only scored one touchdown, but it was a th- – they were like six points behind – or seven points behind us, I think. What game? The oh, A&M and Commerce? It, yeah, they scored one touchdown. Yeah, their kicker their has a kicker leg. Their kicker is kicking 53-yard field goals and not missing. Like He hit yeah. four of them. And I'm just like, dude. Yeah, he could go pro. I, I was he looking. Could. And he could I, be on a practice squad for sure. Total yards for uh, them was like 104. They had negative six rushing yards, and we had like 300. And yeah. they were six points behind us. I was like, yeah, and our it's because our, that kid, it's just launching. Yeah. Our quarterback was hurt too. So, yeah. But then my last story besides, um, I did get a fantasy win this week. Ooh. So there's that. I don't know how, but I did. I'm four and eight. <laughs> I'm four and eight on my family league, which I didn't expect those four wins in the first place. Plus you toppled so the big me. names like your dad, your brother. Yeah. yeah. My dad, my brother, and they were the ones who had the most wins. So there you go. 
Um, well, speaking of, there's had that upset um, like last week, I think, uh, when it, oh, I think it was OSU ended up by, or be, getting beat by a really tiny small school, like zero and 10. Yeah. And now they're one and 10. I can't remember. Yeah. I think it's Rutgers. I think. Was it Rutgers? Because I know. They're not a small school. But their program might not be doing that. Yeah, well they were year. they were zero and ten going into it. Now they're yeah. one and ten. Go them. So I was like, ha. well, speaking of low records and NFL teams, Blake Bortles got benched. I so I wanted to talk about this because I think it's funny. Number one, I watched the show The Good Place, and uh, which I just finished the last season. Bortles. <laughs> I love when Jason says that. I think it's so funny because he Florida, loves Jacksonville. Florida fans will, you know, they 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 got their man. They thought, um, so I they lost. The same way with Romo. Yeah, but but on paper, Romo was a good quarterback. People yeah. might not have been bad. He didn't he, have a good. He didn't have a good line. He needed a line. He needed the line we have now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would have done a lot better. Um, the Jaguars have lost. Seven straight games, and they're not going to the AFC Championship for a second straight season. It's impossible. Which is the opposite point. from the Texans. We had seven straight wins. I think we have eight now. The Cowboys just won two straight, and we weren't doing too bad before that. Actually, as a matter of fact, we're division champs right now, boy, oh, yeah, look at because we beat the Redskins, and Ooh. we're tied with the Redskins, so yeah, we Yeah, the Redskins, were, they were doing pretty dang good. They, I think they only have, what, two, three losses? Oh, no, no, I'm thinking Four. of the Chiefs. I'm thinking of the Chiefs. Never mind. Yeah, Sorry. no, the Chiefs are doing really good, honestly. Pat Mahomes is killing it. But um, so in his one game, so Cody Kessler is who they've named as the uh, starting quarterback. He went 21 for 30, 156 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. So his touchdown-interception ratio was 1-1. Also, the, these numbers sound like a high school quarterback to me. Yeah. Like a high school quarterback who's getting a lot of throws in. Like our college yeah. team did a lot better than this. Um, well, I mean, you also got to think about like the caliber of athletes they're up against, though. I know, but still, like yard-wise, that's not a lot of yards throwing for that many yards. That's not a lot. Uh, a touchdown and an interception. Um, that can just and then. I mean, honestly, that's kudos to the uh, the defense. Yeah, but he's just not good. <laughs> he's not bad, but he's really not. Well, Cody. I Kessler mean, he's not is. terrible. I I was I watched a little bit of the game. I mean, he was he's slow, and his decision making skills are pretty. He he definitely missed a lot of uh, a lot of openings for sure. But well, so Blake Bortles for this season. This is his season high. Um, he was picked number three in 2014, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, he's completed a career high of 60.4% of his throws. That's not great at all. Um, I mean, it's a D. It'll get you a degree. Yeah, yeah barely. <laughs> barely. It'll barely get you a degree. He's thrown for 2,572 yards, 13 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. Ugh. So those are not good stats on paper. No. And so, like, the funniest part about this is, you know, I love Twitter, and I love getting on Twitter. And so, um, one guy tweeted, QBA, 60.2% completions, 70 point, or 7 yards per attempt, 1.6 touchdowns to interception ratio, 84.7 passer rating, QBB, 60.4% completions, 7 yards per attempt, 1.3 touchdown to interception ratio, 81.9 passer rating. One of these guys reached a conference championship game a year ago. The other just had his offensive coordinator fired. <laughs> All right. So, um, and obviously Cody 
Kessler's A. Mm-hmm. And so, um, honestly, I think that uh, he's, Cody Kessler started 0-8 with Cleveland in 2016. Um, his career, these are his career stats. You tell me, Bob. 13 games, 160 out of 240. Oh. 1,662 yards, seven touchdowns, four interceptions, 86.5 uh, QB rating. Somebody commented, or somebody tweeted back at them and said, Thanks, Jags. The Colts might be the only team Bortles actually plays well against. Because <laughs> he's not playing in the game. Like, come on. I don't know. I, I can't talk. I'm a Cowboys fan, but whatever. I think Dak is good under pressure. He made some good plays this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Amari Cooper went off. Dak went off. Amari Cooper went off for me real good. He got me 30 fantasy points. Dak got me like 27. Zeke got me 20. It seems like he's getting out of a little bit of funk he started out with this season. So Yeah, this season know. didn't start too great. I think um, I think he was feeling the pressure and wasn't really, not necessarily not sure, but kind of just like. And if there's one thing college has told me, taught me, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Exactly. And we're finishing off uh, division champs right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, we play the Saints tomorrow. I am worried, but... I think it's going to be a good game, and I think we're going to do a lot better than everyone thinks. Uh, so, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Looking forward to it. One last thing before we go out. Just want to make a comment here. You know, even without Carmelo Anthony, we are still losing the Rockets. So, wasn't in it with or out him. We're still losing. <laughs> it wasn't his fault that we were losing. We're still losing. We're still losing. Well... You know, okay, who are y'all's hard hitters right now, though? Harden. James Harden? Harden. The beard. The the beard. But is that it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of like, we don't really have that much of our team synergy anymore. Uh, it looks like we've just, a lot of our players have just kind of fallen off and just not p- performing like they need to. So. Well, let's see. I'm looking at the conferences right now. And my Raptors are number one in no. the Eastern Conference. No, terrible. With eighteen and f- we're eighteen and four, boy. <laughs> the Cavs are fourteen and f- or four and five, fifteen. So you know they're what last. What ranking the Rockets at? Uh, I'm about to find them. Uh, Thirteen in the Western Conference. Oh, that's not Nine and ten. No, that's not bad. And see, you're within like four games. Yeah. The Warriors are. Oh, the Warriors are number two because they're fifteen and seven, but the Clippers are thirteen and six. Interesting. So. Not too shabby. The Lakers are eleven and nine. They're the seventh. They're about middle of the pack. Um, the Spurs are ten and ten. So yeah, your Rockets are nine and ten. That's not too bad, honestly. Um, I thought we were doing worse than that. Okay, you no, know, not too I'll shabby. Make, Let's see. All right, with that then. Let's see. There's a game on. Oh, you play the uh, Mavericks today. Oh, we're gonna win that. <laughs> Mavericks. And suck. let's see. That'll move you up a little bit because the Mavs are nine and nine. There you go. So you win that. If y'all win that, you'll be uh, ten and ten, which will put you. Uh, yeah, that'll put you right below, probably at uh, number eleven. You're probably so. What you're telling me is, there's a chance. (laughs) There's a chance. Well, I mean, yeah, because (laughs) literally, like, you thirteen and six. 
you're well within reach. All right, we got this. The it's Cavs, okay. H-Town's going to bring it home. You watch. The Cavs, I don't really think they're in reach right now. They could be, but, you know, they're 4-15. Mm-hmm. and 15. So... We'll right. see how that goes. All right, like I said, we got but, those uh, uh, we got those games coming up this weekend. Hopefully, we got good news for y'all next week. We're hoping so. Uh, man, I I believe if we beat Minnesota, we have one more game, and that's or we are in the semis after this game. Yes. 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 Okay. So it's over for volleyball this weekend. Um, they play Charleston plays ter- Thursday at twelve thirty. Um, if we win, I believe we play at Friday at like three, and then the winner. Plays Saturday at like one thirty or All something right. like that, and then uh, football. Yes, the winner of this game goes on to play the winner of another set of games. Who goes on to play? And hopefully, they're playing all the way up to Christmas. That would be, I mean, ter- terrible, but good. No, good. <laughs> so yeah. it's a good thing. I'd be for it. So. Remember, uh, just stay tuned. We'll have all that information for you all next week. Hopefully, it's all good news. Hopefully. Praying. Yeah, we're praying. And uh, <laughs> thanks for listening to another episode of Wave, Wave of the, the Planet. Planet. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe for updates when new episodes drop. And follow our station on Twitter and on Facebook at The Planet 107 to see everything going on at Tarleton Radio.